Welcome to Wrestling Headlines WWE Raw Review. My name is Matt here, aka Imp, and let's have a lovely cup of tea. Mm. New Day Champs. <laughs> That's not planned at all. <laughs> I didn't have any plan to do that whatsoever, but it's happened. It's happened. New Day Champs. <laughs> not the opening for the show. I'm meant to be talking about the WWE Championship, but a lovely cup of tea, my New Day mug. The tag team champions of Monday Night Raw. 11 time champions. To which my immediate reaction was. Why? <laughs> why is this happening? And then AJ Styles almost came out. I was like, oh, that's why. To give almost his big, like, his big E Fandango. As no, close as Big E because Big E also debuted in a tag team match at WrestleMania. Was it even for the titles as well? But yes, to give almost that big WrestleMania debut. That's why I knew they have the titles. And immediately, case in point, that there's been no like they didn't know they were going to do this until that they finally started finalising on the card. Assumably this past week. In terms of not just the main events, obviously they were. It feels like they were finalised ages ago because I've been building to them. But the rest of the show, given they've got two cards to fill, yeah, finally, Monday Night Raw got stuff put in place. Finally, there's now three Raws to go to WrestleMania. It's Yes. But I get my new day champs. <laughs> new day team. Mm. Lovely. Anyway, uh, we are live here on YouTube and also available in podcast form later. Links in the description or head over to WrestlingHeadlines.net for your latest wrestling news. And I'm going to kick off with my kind of view of this Raw, because this was a Raw that reminded me that, man, Raw is so flipping weird. <laughs> like, all of my least favourite WWE tropes cra- crammed into one show of, like, normally questioning pain. Like, the ying to Smackdown's yang, the darkness to Friday's light. However, if I were to... Like, I will always say, there are segments I enjoy. It's just as a show overall... It's easily my least favourite of the week, without question. And previously, SmackDown was easily my, like, one of them. It's, it's been the case ever since <laughs> the new brand split. I don't understand it. It's like a constant thing has been. One of the shows has been fantastic. The other one of the shows, right in the bin. <laughs> so, after the draft, like, initially, SmackDown Live, absolutely killing it, Monday Night Raw. Holding on to a lot of stuff. Nowadays, fast forward, I'm not going to go through it every era. <laughs> That's a separate video in itself. But with the like with the main, like with current day, you've got SmackDown, which has been killing it on Fox recently. Like ever since Roman Reigns' return, it felt like every other portion of the show has been getting character. It's been great, and you see that over the course of time. You get towards WrestleMania, it feels like there's a lot of things that matter, and characters have substance to them. They come to Monday Night Raw, and we're still on rematches and things like that. It's like oh, it's a shame. <laughs> like going into this Monday Night Raw, AJ Styles to. Again, bring up the segment I'm not meant to be talking about. <laughs> when AJ Styles came out, he said, oh, isn't it crazy that like, I've not got a match yet at WrestleMania? Just my immediate thought was, well, going into tonight, literally no match <laughs> had been announced for WrestleMania from the Raw side. Not one. As in, in terms of, like, if you follow the show, if you're like us, if you keep on top of stuff, you know there are shows that were just waiting to be announced that are pretty much there. Like Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley. That just needed something to set it up. Personally, the way they did it was pretty naff. As in, just announced it five minutes before the show on Twitter, then played a graphic. It's like, you're not going to do anything to set that up? Because last week for me was a setup to the 
it's the intro to the setup <laughs> in a way. And then the story kickstarted, but because they left it so late, because they could see when he hadn't decided what they were going to do. This is it's one of those things where it's like uh, I mean the bulk, the story would have felt thin if you've spent time kind of setting it up an intro. But because Fastlane is this week, maybe this more. But then what happened on this raw wouldn't have happened, <laughs> and then you haven't got that substance to then run to the final three weeks before WrestleMania. It's one of those things where the mistakes have been made, and this, for me, is WWE doing their thing at Phase 4 before in the past, and creating their own mistake, but at the, in the end of the day, fixing it. Of course, like the repetitive pattern is they keep doing it, <laughs> and I've, that was one of my critiques back in 2017. They keep creating these... And back when I was... Was I doing shows with Burn in 2017? I can't remember when he left. But the uh, answer is a mixture of the two. <laughs> but yeah... When to say that's why that's like my first era of talking about wrestling, doing podcasts with my American amigo who I met in the Laws of Pain uh, columns forum. Uh, burn, yeah. Tangent, <laughs> tangent alert. Let's <laughs> bring it back. But yeah, they, yeah, it's a pattern they keep creating. And for me, this is uh, what they did this week. This one late raw was a complete kind of setting us up for the road to WrestleMania. There's three more episodes to go after Fastlane. Fastlane is incredibly close to WrestleMania, so we're like we're on that road and like we're finally getting there. Finally getting there. So applause and applause for the New Day Tag Champions. <laughs> so yeah, this is the only wrestling merch I've got. I guess does it does it count where technically in my position as a kid, parents bought me wrestling action figures. I've got a toy Bobby Lashley. I should contact the get the uh, parents to tell me where that is. Actually, I think I know where it is. <laughs> anyway. Not my Bobby. Bobby actually wasn't mine. He was my younger brother's. Uh, he's relevant now. I should I should get him <laughs> for the WrestleMania review. Get the Bobby Lashley action figure. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Ben. I need the action figure. <laughs> Tangent. So uh, speaking of Bobby Lashley, we opened the show with, of course, the just the graphic of the WWE Championship match announcement for WrestleMania. Again, for me, pretty naff. Uh, if you t- if you only watched Raw, for me, that's why it's naff. Where they had uh, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus had the big ball, and he had the kind of shifting towards Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre. However, because they started it so late in the game, personally for me to have the middle portion have a bit of substance to it, they they've had to jump over this first bit, and th- yeah, that's like just, that's the dilly dallying issue because they dilly dallied and <laughs> didn't pull the trigger earlier and earlier. That meant that we've now done it for like four weeks out so we can finally start building to WrestleMania, which is incredibly close. <laughs> but yeah, watching week to week, it feels like we've jumped quite a bit from what happened last week to what happened this week. Again, there were... it's one of the, Again, it set it up last week where, okay, now we might be moving on to this story next week. And this week was full on into the stories. <laughs> we've, we've, we've missed the setup. We've missed Drew McIntyre becoming the one contender. We've missed all of that announcement. It was Drew McIntyre in the last week's show, pretty much just him and Bobby Lashley, him going pretty much, I might challenge you next. And then it's officially announced. <laughs> There's no Drew McIntyre confirming that's what's going to happen next. There's no kind of pushback from management going, well, you got to earn it or anything. No, just bang, announced. <laughs> like, okay, we're hinting that they could, we could build animosity, but immediately... Match announced. So, yeah. Again, it's a fix to a problem they created previously. So I can't... I'm not going to rib on the fix too much. It's the previous work that's kind of forced them into uh, rushing it. But that's how we started off the show. 
Uh, Bobby Lashley and MVP kicked off with a message of hurt with your, I guess, a pretty typical heel promo, but because of who's delivering it, it doesn't feel so. <laughs> MVP announcing we have entered the almighty era. It took 16 years, but he finally got an opportunity and completely dominated his opponent uh, in style. Loved it. When uh, Ms. Morrison came out to once again try to force their way into the WWE Championship picture for WrestleMania, when it's so clear they don't belong. Both Drew and Bobby, uh, for me that's me praising the story because that's the exact feeling you're meant to be getting. Uh, both Drew and Bobby just like giving them a zero credence <laughs> and attention. Like I won't lie as well, like the duo got a little chuckle out of me out of their stone cold impression. As, like, as they listed, like, all the greatest rivalries that uh, had big matches at WrestleMania. And the last one they named was the Rock Steve Austin, where their last WrestleMania match was 18 years ago. And, oh, there's their, like, yeah, Hogan and Andre, Rock and Austin, Time Jump, <laughs> me, The Miz. <laughs> it's just, yeah, yeah uh, just, again, John Cena was a mega star, but of course he didn't have that WrestleMania rivalry. I guess the closest is The Rock, but The Rock's is Steve Austin, so it doesn't quite work. Um, I would, again, for me, maybe The Shield Triple Threat would have been that one, but for some reason they didn't do it. Yeah, drop, <laughs> drop the, drop the issue in. Uh, yeah, the um, the joke here for for the Miz being how delusional Miz is. Like again, it's a dangerous line to dance when the entire point of it is for you, the viewer, to want him to just go away. Like a thin line towards go away heat. And really, when I look at the social media, I just I see it as a mix. Like personally, for me, because that's a feeling they're meant to be going for. I'm not. I'm not crazy. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not crazy. Like oh, go away, because that's the entire point. That's the exact feeling I'm meant to be feeling. So, oh yeah, yeah, you gave me that feeling. And this week it transfer it transition. Sorry, into the feud. When Miz is perfect, Miz and Morrison versus Bad Bunny and Priest, the absolute perfect <laughs> kind of WrestleMania position for them. For like, every party involved, it's it's great stuff. And the Miz kind of falling out the championship picture helps. But I guess, in a way, the Miz in the championship picture will elevate Damien Priest when he beats him. I guess. We'll wait and see. Again, I'm waiting for the question of how long does the concentration on Damien Priest actually last once Bad Bunny's gone. And I don't mean that in a... Um, oh, could, uh, oh, could Damien Priest only because a Bad Bunny type thing. Or... or Vince is only paying attention because of bad money. I'm saying it as a track record thing for NXT wrestlers coming up to the main roster, getting a load of attention uh, to start with, and then just nothing. Once it's time to transition to the new program, there is nothing, they disappear. There's a track record of it happening. It doesn't happen to everybody, but it's happened to so many of them that I've been scarred. <laughs> I just expect it every time. I expect a decent first month, as long as they don't face Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> a decent first month. And then nothing. That's my expectancy. So, uh, But the WrestleMania feud is perfect, really. Should help get rid of that. Uh, but we've got to see ourselves some animosity between McIntyre and Lashes. A decent first promo setting up the road ahead. And you know Drew is serious because he said the B word. It's like, yes. It's a joke now. <laughs> like, uh, first, of all, first off, I'm immediately impressed with again, like, come on. A, Brit a British lad wouldn't say that. Never mind a Scottish one. <laughs> wouldn't say, you big bold bitch. <laughs> like, there's just, like, yeah. Like, there's nowhere near creative or wordplay enough for us. <laughs> there's there's nothing in there uh, to kind of, uh, to activate the British sense of humour. There is nothing in that line. That is, a, an American's written that. <laughs> 
Uh, and of course, like for the rest of the promo, he was drawing the parallels between McIntyre and Lashley's career, where they both left WWE and they both proved themselves, came back, became WWE champion. I love that he joined the parallels there. That was a great way to kind of tie them in and then jump forward for over the next three weeks. I thought it was a great way to do it. Then he's causing a big bold bitch. I'm like, whoa, where's where's that come from? Other than it feels like the promo is like, well, they've got to have that line where you've got to show that Drew McIntyre is now, uh, like, he's he's getting serious type of thing. But they can only use, like, they've only got access to one word from the naughty list. (laughs) They've only got one word. And, like, you're damn right. When that's the case, eventually it becomes a joke. (laughs) Like... Again, especially when the competition swears all the time. There's a WWE feels weird in comparison in that vein, where AW's allowed in their insult to other people to feel ex- way more natural. Again, because the way that it's uh, kind of planned and written out is extremely different. It's a lot less kind of hands-on in terms of word for word what they say, and you can tell when you watch it. But also, they're allowed to swear, which in terms of this specifically. Like, yeah, the bitch thing had a reaction when it was a zero swearing apart from ass, which, to be fair, I remember even ass getting a reaction. <laughs> Phrasing, Jesus. <laughs> but, yeah, I I remember when... Uh, I don't want to elaborate on... <laughs> when I... When I, um... Yeah, when I first started watching wrestling, zero... I, I did it in the kind of Ruth... I guess Ruthless Aggression, it was late 2005. 2006 is when I finally got was able to watch wrestling. I finally got Sky. I was finally able to actually watch it week to week for the first time instead of now and then at a friend's house or a random VHS or whatever. But I, yeah, I remember as I as it progressed, events like over the course of time, suddenly they would never say ass. It was never, ne- not even that. That was like for me, that's like bottom tier on the bottom of the naughty list. <laughs> ass is very low. <laughs> it's not very high up that list. But then The Rock came back and he said bitch. And like, oh, Nelly. He said bitch. <laughs> uh, so, suddenly, and it's, well, I remember at the time, there's a lot of conversation of what, how he's the only one that's allowed to swear, which kind of makes the main, kind of, it's something the main roster can't do, but the special guy is. Uh, I remember that being a point of contention somewhat. Not massively, obviously. I mean, probably, we you know what the internet's like. It may have been massive. <laughs> it was a decade ago. I don't really remember. Uh, but I was still in school, so, yeah. But yeah, I really, uh, I really enjoyed AEW kind of bringing back the swearing properly. Whilst WWE, once the bitch thing happened, eventually they allowed their roster to say it. But it's the only one. <laughs> it's the only word there. That's and I've accidentally transitioned into the history of uh, WWE and swearing after the Attitude Era, <laughs> uh, or I guess after the mid noughties But yeah, they, yeah, they're allowed to say bitch. But that's it. Like, they're not allowed to say any of a swear word. And I guess we sneak in the odd English one. Like, you get your odd wanker, you add bollocks. Your odd bollocks. <laughs> like, it, it, it is there. Uh, because, you know, it's not a swear word in America, but for the British people, oh, we can we can do a swear, but because it's not in America, you will understand that we're doing a swear, but, yeah, the Americans can't do it. They're stuck with bitch. Uh, we've got a variety of creative <laughs> alternatives. <laughs> Drew McIntyre on Raw Talk, just saying the F word. <laughs> Immediately was like, oh crap, this is the build for WrestleMania and I've said the F word. Well, he, <laughs> and I think he did really, he and Truth both did really well to cover that up on Raw Talk. But um, yeah, we we like to swear. It's a, a lot more open and things. It's like a small tangent. 
Uh, but it's on swearing. Um, my uh, brother's wife is from Utah, and when she first came over, remember the look on her face when on our uh, panel shows, just like comedy things, where we'll have comedians on there playing parlor games, <laughs> essentially. Um, but they're comedians, so it's like a 30 minutes of entertainment. But on it, open swearing. So from like 9pm onwards, you can expect any form of swearing whatsoever. <laughs> and it, But we all know that. It's called the watershed. So at, as soon as 9pm hits, you can swear as much as you like. <laughs> so it, But everyone knows that's the time when suddenly, thought it's all free. But American TV, duh, nah, 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 nah. I mean, especially like um, the channels like USA, obviously. H, um, other ones, different. <laughs> but yeah, to the fact where it's like so kind of, like, oh no, you can't, oh, you need, need to get permission. Is it Even if AW do swear, if I'm right, they need to get permission. They need to say, well, these are the swear words we're saying and we only get permission to swear this many times per show. <laughs> Which, as an Englishman, it's, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> it's, just, it's so weird. Yeah, and again, when on our parlor game shows that air at maybe like 9pm, 8.30 sometimes. Yeah, open swearing, like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's perfectly fine. Then they switch on Raw, and they've only got one word in their arsenal. And it's now a joke. Because <laughs> they've only got, when you've got to make a feud serious, and that person's got to drop an insult, he's got to call them a naughty word. There's only one option. <laughs> so every character calls them bitch. <laughs> and it just doesn't fit Drew McIntyre at all. Big burly Scottish lad. Like, what, what, he wouldn't call anyone that. <laughs> it just doesn't. Yeah, it, it made me laugh. Anyway, history tour of swearing in WWE. I felt like that was needed. I should have massed a video calling, <laughs> surely. Anyway, that then transitioned into Miz versus McIntyre. And, uh, like, again, uh, with how the commentators were talking and the kind of dialogue given in the opening promos, the entire point of this was for us to feel tired of Miz's presence. There being, like, one obvious con when they then have to watch a match with Miz. <laughs> when Hallboy's made me feel tired of his presence. Now watch 10 more, 15 minutes of him. Uh, yeah, Miz surviving by antics, uh, Morrison getting ejected before the break, and McIntyre eventually launching a man around the ring. <laughs> Bobby Lashley got to look dominant against the lad. But now it was Drew's turn. A complete domination before locking in the hurt lock to send a message to Raw's big boy on top. And it, I mean, it was... The, I liked the message. I thought that was good. Uh, but the match itself didn't really do anything for me in terms of, like, did I enjoy the match? It was on... <laughs> I didn't really pay attention I mean I was watching it but it didn't grab my attention until the final beats and really uh, to be, and we'll just note uh, Morrison's get up with his hair all done up and his cow shirt <laughs> I don't really know how to explain that yeah yeah this yeah iconic look <laughs> iconic uh, yeah anyway a sip of the new day tea mm. I may have done a Yakuza Zero stream on Twitch earlier today, and I may have done my throat in with <laughs> some of the voices I was doing. A lot of dialogue to read, and I do a different voice for every person I see. I may have chosen a bad one. <laughs> I may have chosen a bad one. Uh, anyway, so that then transitions to the main event, as we're keeping talking about the uh, WWE Championship. Uh, Drew McIntyre came out, and he cut a promo in the ring by himself before the main event. Uh, yeah, he's saved a fortune since embracing his Scottish heritage and dressing in nay but a kilt 24-7. Um, but he was pretty much just saying he's out for the big boy main event to scout his next two pay-per-view opponents. He wasn't there to talk about his genius idea to save money. Yeah, just, just wear a kilt. Like, it's lockdown. Not going anywhere. Just wear a kilt. <laughs> sell all your t-shirts. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like, it's lockdown. Just sell them all. Just wear a kilt. Oh, it's, it's a genius idea. He's, he's onto something. He's onto something. 
Now, our main event was the WWE Champion Bobby Lashley versus Sheamus. Um, did I forget to say earlier that uh, Sheamus jumped Bobby Lashley? I think in a nice little twist for me. I definitely wrote that. <laughs> I don't remember saying it. Uh, yeah, here we go. Like, yeah. So it was a nice little twist in Sheamus jumping Lashley on stage earlier. And that kind of led to the main event. I knew I wrote something down for it. Oh, I'm going to say skipped right over it. Anyway. A strong main event to a mediocre Raw. Uh, we'll say, but a mediocre Raw with direction. So it's like far better than some recent pain. It's setting up things. It's going somewhere. It's not throwaway. No segments were throwaway. Doesn't mean I enjoyed the show. <laughs> Just that they all had a purpose. They all went to a thing. So yeah. Anyway, two beefy lads battering steak out of each other. Insert the biggie promo for this mighty tasty broth <laughs> of this... The big Bobby Lashes versus the Irish Sheamus. A stiff strikes, ringside suplexes, superplexes. <laughs> this match had it all. With Drew McIntyre smiling in his chair on ringside. He just sat at the end of the ramp smiling his ass off. Watching two these two burly men beat the crap out of each other. Uh, I Instead of action, I popped for Sheamus's brogue knee into a white noise. Um, I don't think he calls it. It's just, just, oh, what a knee. Oh, oh what a manoeuvre. <laughs> type of stuff. I was like, no, he does like the little pop-up kind of thing he does for the bro kick. With this little axe movement, that's it. But he did that into the knee. He's like, I like that. <laughs> and then hit the white noise. Uh, also, Lashley Spear winning, just like Drew's Claymore last week, got me too. Where, like, a great finish. As two weeks in a row, Sheamus falls to the WrestleMania lad in a Western-style duel after he's not quite quick enough to draw. <laughs> just charging in for the bro kick, and then the other guy hits, charges in with their finisher and hits it quicker. I've, I've done that finisher twice, and it popped me twice. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. The, I guess the only downside will be if they repeat it at the, fa at, fast, at the fast lane to become Bret Hart. But, yeah. It's, uh... The only worry is, can you repeat the spot again at fast lane? Or will, I, will I moan about it if they do it at fast lane, even though I've popped for it twice in a row? Is three gonna break it? <laughs> or, it's awesome, doesn't matter, do it again. <laughs> Wait and see. Just the childish enjoyment takeover. Also, uh, Drew hitting the Claymore on Lashley in a Mania message afterwards. Um, I, get, I guess Sheamus was on the floor and Miz caught his attention a bit. And then Miz's attention... Sorry, MVP's attention got caught. Then MVP's attention getting caught by Sheamus on the ground. Distracted Lashley. And that was... In an instant. <laughs> that was it. Uh, Claymore to Lashley. Uh, before a more verbal one. A more verbal message for his fast lane foe in Sheamus. Uh, yes, it was. Yeah, I thought this main event was fantastic. A, a, again, a big old brawl. <laughs> if you've heard, um, if you uh, if you listen to the NXT review where it was myself and James Boyd from One Radio, we we're talking about Raquel Gonzalez versus Rhea Ripley in the big hoss match. I like myself a big hoss match. <laughs> like again, mid noughties when a lot of the matches wrestled at that pace. Uh, it's not when every match kind of starts to hit a similar kind of vein. For me, variety is king. And I feel <laughs> like... That's why I enjoy Toro Yano, the comedic jokester in New Japan Pro Wrestling. I enjoy his matches a hell of a lot during the G1 Climax. Because for me, variety is an absolutely massive part of it. And he breaks up the kind of serious flow. Just into pure nonsense. So I'm all for that. And I... I really nowadays I really enjoy the big hoss main event like main event matches because they're not the common style of the wrestling. So I really enjoy seeing that style when it happens. Again, 
in the 80s where, oh, big roidy bastards. <laughs> the, the views expressed by him, or his own, and not those of wrestling headlines. But yeah, the big muscly bastards all hossing each other. But yeah, I I generally enjoy, um, enjoy watching them now because it's not the modern style. So when it does happen, oh, yes, <laughs> all in on it, all in. But yeah, so that's my praise. I, I thought the main event was great. I thought the main main rest of the show had direction. I didn't think a lot of it was direction I enjoyed <laughs> or it helped the show have a flow or anything. But the main event was so strong, 100% check that out. I really, really enjoyed it. <laughs> and it, it's a perfect... Because I was really struggling to think that... I was like, this show just hasn't got me excited for like Fastlane or WrestleMania, really. <laughs> then the main event happened, and it's like, nope, you did it. You got me in on Seamus McIntyre, even though you've given it me twice already. And then you got me in on Lashley McIntyre as well. And with only three weeks to build, they can't faff around. So it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah. So yeah, the WWE title picture, for me, like, all year long, even when I've complained at Raw being completely in the bin, just like difficult to get through at times. I've had to, in the like, in this since doing this, uh, however long it's been, I have in the past had to pause Raw, leave, and then calm down, come back. Because <laughs> it got me that much into this, like, arc-destroying, set-up-y <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think I was watching G1 Clarice at the time, so I was tired. <laughs> so it's not the same. If I'm knackered doing something else that I'm really enjoying, and then I have to spend three hours watching a shit show that's breaking audio continuity, I'm going to break. <laughs> but, yeah. This one, like, more, I call it a mediocre role, but it had direction. It set things up. And because I think I was saying before, it has a praise. Like, yeah, I'm not just going to praise you for doing a story type of thing. It's like, it still has to be good. So, like, oh, you complain if they do a long-term story. You complain if they do this. And like, I mean, it still has to be good. <laughs> the quality of it still comes into play. The quality of the booking and the writing, like, that still matters. It doesn't matter, like, short-term, long-term. It's just for me... You've seen the depth that you can give a show and a feel and all, to all of the characters if you plan things out a bit more. That's my personal take on it. Again, comic book writing can work. It's great for the shock kind of thing you get from WWE quite a lot. Like surprise reactions. Type of thing. Short-term excitement and bursts. That's what WWE is for me. It's short-term excitement. And it's trying to keep the train constantly going on short-term excitement. Uh, while I watch AW, they're going a lot more longer with things. So, so like when a feud stops being on AW Dynamite, I don't think, oh, that's that. It's dropped now. What's WWE I do? And I'll get onto that with like Kofi Mustafa Ali, for example. Where once they move on, that's that. That's it, done. We're not coming back to that unless there's a little callback or further down the line type of thing. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway. But, yeah, a mainly, mainly praise. <laughs> well, I want to say a lot of it's faint praise. But the main event is genuine praise. I think all year long, even when I've been complaining, the main event's been solid for me. They hit, hit a vein of repetition with Orton McIntyre, but... They were constantly putting effort into it, and it felt strong for the majority of it. And McIntyre, now against Lashley, also feels really strong. So they've managed to keep that momentum for like a full year, essentially. <laughs> get To get to the next WrestleMania and still be kind of hot on that momentum. Job well done. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> so now onto the main show. Hmm. Should we kick it off with style? <laughs> Born Strowman and Shane McMahon. What was this? So, I used being ill last week as an excuse to not watch Raw. So, I did not watch it. Watch it, But I was looking forward to Shane McMahon's Strowman seeing this stuff after hearing about the nonsense I missed. <laughs> Just, whatever they did last week, it 
got quite a few comedic reactions from people. So I was really looking forward to seeing <laughs> what they did this week. And yeah, we've got a segment with the two calling each other stupid. <laughs> like plenty of, you're stupid. No, you're stupid. And that's why I know you're stupid. <laughs> it just, yeah. Uh, Braun then challenged Shane to a match, which agreed. So uh, yeah, I guess here we go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what in the bollocks is this? <laughs> so yeah, okay. Um... So, yeah, Border Strowman is out there, and my immediate reaction is like, oh, okay, it's happening, it's happening, it's, it's, it's hopscotch. <laughs> okay, it's hopscotch. We're doing that. Uh, so, and again, it's like, ah, oh, so this is what was happening whilst I was watching Dark Elevation last night. <laughs> Just immediate, like, what is this? <laughs> where are they going with this? Uh, but, and then, very quickly, got where they were going with it. Uh, Border Strowman hates games. He hates games. Uh, and Shane McMahon loves games. No, he likes getting under people's skin. <laughs> so it was just seeming like he was doing it to piss off Braun Strowman. And in that nonsense, like it did work as a reason for Braun to get like so uppity and charged at the lad. Uh, but destruction averted as Shane McMahon used the cameraman who just, oh, just got all, everything all mixed up. That's all of his bearings. <laughs> and he just used the cameraman to clock the large fellow with said camera, who was out for the rest of the match match it never really got started the uh, flying omak elbow through the announce table to like, end the brawl and it was like well that's like shame man's like big spot interesting you did it on raw Surely <laughs> you build and build and build shame man doing that but you've started with it <laughs> bold <laughs> it's bold and yeah leading right into goo Slime, whatever you call it. I wrote goop and then realised, oh wait, no, that's a very different thing now. <laughs> Leading, like, yeah. This bollocks is still a word that works. <laughs> this Shane shouting stupid over and over as he pours buckets of green slime over the poor straw man. Some reviews write themselves. <laughs> it's by the clip. Shane McMahon doing it whilst shouting stupid. <laughs> it's like, that yeah, pretty much sums it up for me. <laughs> and... I don't know, is there a kids award coming up and Strowman in Slime is perfect because I know they do that on kids TV. That's all I got. <laughs> That's all I got. Um, it immediately reminded me of the food stuff with Roman Reigns in terms of the last time they do something to embarrass a guy becoming the baby face and then pour that on and of course the end beat is the bad guy gets it done to them. So that gets incorporated into a match in some way in the iconic dog food match who uh, in 10 years time will be who remembers this classic moment of WWE in the dog food match so fondly remembered and held as, as a peak moment of entertainment uh, yeah this reminded me of that I was watching going what is this bollocks why am I watching it I hope someone doesn't walk in <laughs> this is just uh. but to be fair to my household I've made it very very clear I would not be watching Raw like, as a show if I wasn't reviewing it for wrestling headlines if I wasn't doing the podcast or the video review, I would not be, I would not be watching more routinely. I'd be watching clips on YouTube. New Japan Cups on. I'm getting my wrestling. <laughs> it's fine. It's on every day. Seriously, Gado. <laughs> every day, <laughs> really. <laughs> not a day off or anything. Just bang, 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 bang. Every single day. Ah, <laughs> oh, the man's gonna break me. <laughs> I love the New Japan Cup, uh, but I think we've had one day off <laughs> since tournament started. It's like, oh god, it's every single day, it's a lot, it's a lot. I look, New Japan's my number one. That's why I do it. And that's why I feel like with these reviews, I'm able to laugh and giggle a lot more than get generally irritated because it's not the main wrestling show I'm watching and enjoying. 
I've got with New Japan AEW and I guess main roster WWE NXT. I've got a variety of stuff. So if one's not that great, just gonna drop it. <laughs> I'm full of wrestling. Uh, so yeah, yeah, Green Goo, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shame it, man. The whole angle is all about each of them trying to prove the other stupid. But Shane McMahon is going to do several things to prove that he's stupid. And they've got a match at Fastlane confirmed in the show. So immediately I'm like, well, surely that's a WrestleMania thing. But this is surely setting up Braun Strowman doing a thing for Shane McMahon to call him stupid again. Like the, I was early today listening to the uh, Wrestle Talk uh, review of Monday Night Raw. Just had it on in the background whilst I think it was photoshopping. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Point being... Um, they raised a point that, or an idea that shape that brought, they brought about the arena, and then Braun Strowman doesn't make it back in the ring for the ten count because he's so far away, and that's for Shane McMahon to call him stupid. And immediately I was like, oh, that's it, that's the beat. But it, doesn't have, it doesn't have to be exactly that. I'm not gonna do. I'm not the kind of wrestling fan who thinks up my own theories. I never do that with any show, or any, like when I see people complain, oh, but there are so many other ideas that would be so much better. And I was like, I never. I've maybe it's just maybe it's, I've got amazing ability to never incorporate fan theory into my actual enjoyment of the show. Like, unless it unless it's such a blatant <laughs> misogyny. And often when that's happened, WWE have course-corrected into it, but of course, by then the fire's gone. But at least they go, ah, oh, we did a wrong one, and then they'll course-correct into it more often than not. I guess Daniel Bryan's a good example. But they... Yeah, with something like this, I feel like they can hit the beats of... Braun Strowman gets proven to be silly and stupid. Shane McMahon points and giggles at him like, hey, you're stupid. Uh, I'm a nearly 50-year-old man. <laughs> you're stupid. Something like that. Like, oh, it's an IT crowd reference. <laughs> it's the clown. Sorry for my mostly American audience, but <laughs> an IT crowd. Well, it's a clown pointing at Jen in the... Uh, on, a ba- on a bad date in a clown... in a like a clown restaurant thing for kids and he's... Like, the clown just points out at the uh, characters and goes, ha 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 That's what I expect. <laughs> that is what I expect from Shane McMahon at Fastlane. He's going to do the clown bit from IT Crowd. He's going to point that for Strowman. Maybe, because it's WWE, oversell it, roll on the ground, do the Simpson, Homer Simpson circle walk. <laughs> just, yeah, just do that. Do all of that. Yeah, go in with it. The entire angle is stupid. <laughs> Why not? Why not go full in? Why not? Uh, uh, speaking of interesting, of course I don't know how it's going to play out. And I am a fan of intergender wrestling. Lucha Underground completely sold me on the idea. Um, and all the different like kind of lines I've seen about it. Oh, it's not realistic. Da, 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 da. Immediately I'm just like, just seriously, Lucha Underground for me, it put it in the best way possible. So, oh, but they're smaller, they wouldn't. So they have a size disadvantage, just like Rey Mysterio does, Ricochet, whatever, what have you. Like, <laughs> like that's never stopped a performer before. And, yeah, so I'm all for that. This is not that. This is going to be cinematic, weird bollocks. So, th- th- again, I saw a reaction to it, like Bliss versus Orton. Thing. Are they going to do intergender wrestling? No. They're going to do weird, spooky stuff. <laughs> they've, they've, they've told you that's what's going to happen <laughs> in the build-up to this. Like, that's the, that's the context they've given you. Therefore, that is what is going to happen. You've had weird stuff, weird spooky spook the entire time. This match is going to be the same. Weird spooky spook, but maybe this is the show where Fiend comes back. 
do they show it? Do they save it for WrestleMania where we don't see the Fiend at all until WrestleMania? We've not seen Bray Wyatt in any form whatsoever. I don't know. I feel like it might be quite a cool idea to completely redesign the monster. Or have him evolve, be bigger, like ultimate form fiend. <laughs> like you've destroyed his persona, but he turns into the horrific monster type of thing. Um, I've tried to picture one, but immediately I'm like, oh, but the enemies are mostly designed so prettily in persona. <laughs> that doesn't quite work. <laughs> it doesn't quite work. Uh, yeah. I-, I wouldn't mind that idea. As in, just hold off the fiend. Make it feel truly special for WrestleMania. Uh, but in the rushed thing the world of WWE that we're currently in there is a chance that we just get the Fiend at Fastlane just because they're kind of rushing into setting the card up so we've got to see the Fiend to get excited about the Fiend uh, no, not necessarily I feel like you burn him alive I feel like it's one of the few opportunities you've got to really hold off in, until revealing him at Wrestlemania and if the characters had I don't mean a complete redesign but if he feels if he look, he's got a different look on him <laughs> I don't really know how to explain it uh, I, look for, I guess I look forward to it Basically, I'm expecting some fiery stuff. Give me fire and black goo. Give me Randy Orton walking down a backstage hallway with the lights turned down, uh, sheepishly looking about, and then he opens a door and there's, a, a, I don't know, singing children noises, things like that. That's what, I'm, that's, that's what I want. <laughs> I want crappy film bollocks like that. <laughs> that's what I want from this match. Uh, yeah, give me trash. Feed me trash. <laughs> Forky, <laughs> Forky trash. Uh, yeah, yeah. Later in the show, autumn accepted. So yeah, get ready for more fiend stuff this Sunday. Uh, oh, I want to say that hey, some people love it. Not everybody goes Forky, give me trash. <laughs> Not everybody says that. But for me, it's like for me, it's very hit and miss. Uh, when they were ending with a late raw on Alexa Bliss notes, for me, most were miss with the odd hitting the like a fine message. Um, yeah, it's a lot of hit and miss for me. It's like watching an SNL show where sometimes it just ends and you go, oh, that, that, that's it then. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> sometimes you just end with that feeling, but other times it's, no, oh, that's generally all right. <laughs> High reviews of SNL. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't keep up with it. I'm well behind. My next show to watch is the Dave Chappelle one when he hosted uh, the on the week of the election. That's the next one I've got to watch. It's been that long. Ah, yeah, looking forward to it. <laughs> I've been looking forward to it for like three months. <laughs> three more months. Uh, anyway, Asuka versus Shayna Baszler. Uh, as you can tell, I'm not very far into the view. I'm running out of stuff to talk about. I've got two more segments. And this for me is how empty the kind of card felt. But it was set up as well. And I've praised NXT when they've done their sh- set-up shows. It does mean there's not a lot to dig into, really. Anyway, Asuka versus Shayna Baszler. Uh, Asuka fighting with Revenge Fury after getting a concussion after legit getting a tooth knocked out from a kick. Uh, great to see the Raw Women's Champion finally, after almost a year, get character. And I guess you got character in the carry saying uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey stuff, but as a champion, she finally felt like a champion here for me. But other instinct, oh, like T Dog in The Walking Dead, getting character. Because you'll soon buy, be eaten by a zombie. And we need the audience to care. <laughs> Asuka. Asuka's going to get eaten by a zombie. <laughs> that's, that's what's happening here. Is she get, she's getting T-dogged. <laughs> no. No. We've had you for two for years. And now you only get a character now. Because we need you to die. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. In the match itself. Asuka reversing Baszler's clutch. After getting after a quick non-stop match. From, like, just... Full on action of Asuka getting uh, her 
oh, I can't think of the word retribution. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the other word, but uh, WWE breaking another word <laughs> of description. Um, but yeah, right, reversing the clutch has seemingly every Basler every time Basler loses, that's how he loses. And yeah, babyface getting vicious. It was awesome to see that from Asuka. To see her go to this level, like legit, like I'm a tooth for a tooth kind of stuff. Like awesome to see them let a babyface be so vicious. In the back of my head, oh, they're turning her heel for Charlotte. Ugh. But as a babyface wanting to get revenge, I like this. It's the type of line I've wanted to see them kind of dance across a bit. And But it's WWE, it's WWE and they often paint very like black and white stuff so when I see this I expect them to, turn, to kind of nudge her towards heel so then Charlotte can come in personally I'd have a show this viciousness so she's then got an edge edge on her against Charlotte like, I don't know what else she's going to do at Wrestlemania surely it's Charlotte unless Ray Ripley debuts before Wrestlemania but for me the way they're doing the coming soon for me that screams after Wrestlemania debut personally but she, yeah, Asuka looking vicious as hell, going to stomp Shayna's face first into an exposed turnbuckle until the referee stops her. It's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and like, she was, she already had her head, she already stomped her head into the turnbuckle, but this time it was going to be uncovered, full metal to teeth, to kind of get payback for what happened to her. It's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was a great character moment. Really, really enjoyed that. <laughs> it's just worry of, like, in terms of, like, it's the past setting the precedent in how they've treated it, and, again, the reason Asuka's getting character, she's getting T-dogged. She's getting eaten by zombies. <laughs> it's that moment. Uh, that moment, a character that's been on the sidelines suddenly starts getting character. <laughs> Backstories and things. And it's like, mm, wait a minute. No, you're going to get, you're going to die. <laughs> Uh, also, before I move on to the final uh, segment, which was the United States Championship match, quick note, uh, they went through the Fastlane card, and hello to Bertrand Van said hello. <laughs> they went through the Fastlane card, and at this point, having the card for a BP preview sorted ahead of time without like any random matches thrown onto it, for me, is worthy of positive recognition. Yes, we'd fallen that low, <laughs> but revising back up to a more competent quality, damn it. <laughs> That's a mania season. I'd like my card to be announced ahead of time. Got three weeks. And before this Raw, no Raw matches had been announced at WrestleMania. As in, you knew a handful of them. But there's nothing official. Uh, SmackDown had a lot more actually going for it. But in terms of, like, you can, you can tell where a lot of the stuff is going. Compared, I guess it helps that they've got Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair, as well as Edge, Roman Reigns. It makes it all feel a lot more to it. Then you get the character stuff with Big E and Apollo Crews. Like, oh, and Sami Zayn as well. Like, again, there's so much depth to that show. Whilst Raw... Oh, it just feels weird and <laughs> strange. I realised I've not talked. I didn't talk about the Hurt Business versus New Day <laughs> and the whole New Day mug thing. I feel like I've skipped entire matches. That's why I've gone so quickly. <laughs> I went straight from uh, Shane versus Strowman to Damien. I didn't even do Damien Page, but straight to the uh, Shane McMahon stuff. That's how I did it. I did it all in one. I just realised. Uh, yeah, let's do let's do the United States Championship match. I mean, actually no. Before I do, <laughs> I'm gonna backtrack because uh, I've done my praise for the Fastlane card. I guess I'll do the quick style notes. Uh, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke versus Lana and Naomi. Number one contenders forever with the tag team championships for some reason tied to both singles titles feuds on both shows. Lana and Naomi will never get their shot. 
And for me personally, this match was really sloppy. And as soon as Lana typed in and was doing her offense with Mandy Rose, Jesus Christ, the match fell off a cliff for me. I don't know what happened. I've been praising both of those two for improving so much, uh, especially over the past year. But whatever happened on this night. Um, but then Asuka coming out kind of saved the momentum for it all. Um, the finish was still looked a bit crap, but the like the overall kind of the message of the entire segment wasn't broken because <laughs> Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax were out there. Then Asuka attacked Shayna. Bizarre, cool. Uh, Hurt Davis is new business. Uh, new Day are now eleven time my new day mug are now eleven time tag team champions. Kofi also tying Edge's tag team record with the win, uh, tag team championship winning record. And I would just also note that after we became exhausted with the pairing of uh, New Day versus The Hurt Business, feeling like we we're seeing it every single week, we then got Lucha House Party versus The Hurt Business and New Day versus Retribution week <laughs> after week. And to break up the tightness, here we are watching New Day versus Hurt Business, back to square one. But it wasn't. This was back to square one to completely redo it. Sometimes you've got you to gotta pass it back. You've got to throw it back to then sprint forward. That works for both footballs, right? <laughs> that one worked. Uh, yeah. Like, hey, like when there just isn't a tag division, brace for repetition. Uh, but also, like these two teams have always been great together. Like I've just seen it so much that it's just a blur to me when I'm watching it. The action kind of just blurs together with every other match I've seen them do. It's not been long enough for me of them not wrestling each other. Uh, like in a genuine surprise to me that New Day actually won. I was like, Herbert's this draped in gold entering WrestleMania. That was my expectation. But that was where before they'd settled on the Raw side of the WrestleMania card. And they clearly did that this week or between the two Raws. They settled on what AJ Styles will be doing. And yeah, it's going to be involved in the debut of Omos. Scoring the pin was New Day. After Kofi hit the trouble in Paradise on Shelton, diving elbow from Woods and the Midnight Hour double teams to secure them the win. After the match, AJ Styles, of all people, waltzed on down to make a challenge with his, ba- with his big friend. <laughs> like Big E, Omos will make his debut at WrestleMania in a tag team match. Fair to say, it's a tad jarring, but at least they're settling on the card now. <laughs> As in this has come out of nowhere, there's been absolutely no setup to this whatsoever. And suddenly they're in this. It's like, oh, okay, at least at least they're settling on a card. At least it's not after Fastlane doing it. It's like, oh, crap, it's right upon us. What do we do? Uh, again, but then why don't you use Fastlane to set something up? Uh, yeah, again, it doesn't have to be AJ Styles and Omos. You can still save that match of WrestleMania, but, you know, to kind of set up a thing, maybe? I don't know. Uh, also, AJ calling it crazy that he doesn't have a match for WrestleMania. <laughs> and immediately... No one else does. <laughs> when this show started, no Raw match had been announced for WrestleMania. Like You know you're getting Randy Orton Fiend. You know you're getting Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre. But nothing had been announced. <laughs> like you're Pretty certainly getting Charlotte Asuka as well. Again, nothing's been announced though. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Also, the Kofi, Mustafa Ali stuff never went anywhere. And now on to Ali versus Riddle. And uh, yeah, like this isn't AEW. WWE write a more comic book kind of style of writing. I'm not saying that's negative, that's just the way they write. So when the mid-card folk move on, that's it till it's time for a callback. And again, not saying that as a negative. And when, quite often when I see, like, oh, WWE do do long some storytelling. And I'm like, not really though. <laughs> as in, um, they're writing it, they're still writing it short term, but then it goes on for a certain amount of time. As in, long-term writing is, you know the end point. You know where you're, you are months down the line. The short-term writing is, 
you can keep it going, but you're still short-term excitement trying to keep it, keep the train rolling with short-term excitements and bursts, essentially. Uh, I was, was going to use an example, and <laughs> I thought that's a stupid example. Uh, other note is Bad Bunny relinquished 24-7 title to Truth315. <laughs> Got the wrong day. Uh, I'm all for that. It's 316. I mean, for me, it's about to turn 317 because I'm in the future. Uh. But yes, he just relinquished championship. I've seen some people get annoyed by that. Personally, the 24-7 title is such a joke that I didn't mind. I didn't care, really, because it's already so low, in my opinion. Um, I've heard others point out that they, they, they didn't think they thought of it highly, but then as soon as WWE on their show itself just had the champion just give it up, and for me, it didn't even click until I heard somebody else say it. But I was perfectly fine with it. I had no problems whatsoever. I thought, eh, it's 24-7, who actually cares? <laughs> like, uh, I'm not going to get... It doesn't get any emotion out of me, so why would I even have a negative one? <laughs> when it's... It, for me, it's... Technically, for me, 24-7 title is the worst kind of reaction, which is no reaction. Like, I'm not... I'm not going to get uppity about it, because it doesn't do anything for me. Like, it's a no reaction to me. <laughs> I just skip it. <laughs> it's normally, if I'm, if I'm able to skip through the review. But, when somebody pointed it out to me, it's like, oh, that, yeah, that works. Because later on, you had Bad Bunny get hit in the back. Like, immediately after this was Damien Priest versus Jackson Viker. Priest destroyed Viker within seconds, hitting the lights in under a minute. Bunny saved him from a guitar shot from Elias. So, and then Damien Priest hit the lights on Elias too. Then you got Jackson Wright, sorry, you got Damien Priest, Bad Bunny in the ring. John Morrison comes down to congratulate them. Or was it to distract a <laughs> guitar shot from Miz, who picks up Elias' guitar, hits Bad Bunny over the back with it. Um, Miz and Morrison versus Priest and Bad Bunny changes the tune to WrestleMania. But in that moment, Bad Bunny's been hit over the back with a guitar. You can have, have, you can have Priest chase off Miz and Morrison. You can have some form of thing like that. So, it's just, so Bad Bunny didn't have his friend there. 24-7 title change. I was just like, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. But that kind of makes Priest look a little bit stupid after being so easily distracted. So even though you've just handed the title over, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with it because the end point was keeping Damien Priest from looking a bit stupid because I don't think there's any way to do that. It was like, oh, why would he charge after him? Like he's meant to be protecting him. It's like, oh, yeah, no problem. He just relinquished the title. So yeah. Anyway, the final segment to talk about to end the show on. I, I can't believe I just didn't even realise. <laughs> I missed so many segments. It, that's what I mean by mediocre show. It sets stuff up, but not particularly memorable, memorable or anything. But the United States Championship, Matt Riddle versus Mustafa Ali, who was accompanied by All of Retribution. Two great wrestlers wrestling a wrestling title match. What a novel idea. <laughs> just, like for me, this is perfect mid-card fodder. To have two lads go out there and kill it. Like you don't even have to give them a lot of time, and like you just give them stakes, and there's character with enough shenanigans to, like to not drive into pay-per-view quality lane by accident. Like you don't want to accidentally drive to the fast lane. Like they just have nonsense shenanigans with characters going grrr, character grrr. <laughs> That's how I sum up retribution. Every one of them is just grrr. <laughs> uh, Ali once again looking great, and uh, Riddle continuing to be booked so much better since becoming champion with the whole brand there, the odds against Riddle are so much higher. Ali's uh, temporary dominance working well because of that. Uh, the Retribution Distraction attempt their undoing this week. I say once again, it wasn't the last time I watched them. So yeah, I didn't watch last week's show, but I know the week before that Mustafa Ali beat Matt Riddle with an awesome kind of reversal on the top. And 
yeah, so now Matt Riddle beats him. So I think it's just classic WWE 50-50 booking, so we're guaranteed a match between the two. <laughs> That's how I feel like it's going. Uh, the, but yeah, the Retribution distraction didn't work again. T-Bar grabbing the ref's attention, running an Arlie, ruining an Arlie roll-up, and letting Riddle reverse out into the road, Derek, which was, that looked great as well. And uh, yeah, crew... Angry shouting. It's <laughs> just Mustafa Ali just going to all of his guys. and was getting, oh, I've lost. Oh, what are you? Oh, no, no, I can't believe it. It's oh. <laughs> just, that's simply how they go out every week, unless he wins. Which is rare. <laughs> that's rare that that happens. Uh, yeah. Anyway, but that is the end of Monday Night Raw. The go home shown to Fastlane. For me, personally, didn't do a lot to get me excited for Fastlane. But the pro is there's a full card and they haven't aired SmackDown yet. So SmackDown will have just be absolutely full of direction to just drive us <laughs> down the fast lane. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's weird having fast lane so close to WrestleMania because afterwards it's three weeks. I'm used to because I swear um, the kind of the structure used to be like a full month at least, if not five weeks. So you get that build, that anticipation. Like when it's the last couple of weeks, you got it in your head. Is it like a couple of weeks or is it another one? Because it's been a while since the pay per view, which makes the big one feel even more special when it happens. But there's this one, and it's the normal three week cycle, and this is WrestleMania. That's a little bit weird. <laughs> Was this pay per view actually necessary, given that you just announced stuff off of it anyway? So <laughs> what's the point of the pay per view? Uh, I mean, at least it's giving us the Daniel Bryan angle. At least there's that to work with. There's some excitement at Fastlane. They've done this before with Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan at Fastlane. So just give a little bit of temporary excitement, Daniel Bryan-wise, for WrestleMania. And, yeah, he never wins. <laughs> That's not the Daniel Bryan way. No, 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 no. You show all of his motion and passion, and then he doesn't do any. He loses, and he's kind of in a mid-card match. <laughs> That's my expectation. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's the uh, Raw review. What did you make of Monday Night Raw? Were you as kind of mediocre feeling as I was? I've seen people uh, people like generally enjoy the Raw. For me, again, it was just... It had purpose. It was still mediocre, but it was mediocre with direction. Which is, like, an improvement over <laughs> other things. <laughs> um, yeah, there's matches finally being set for WrestleMania. You're getting, see, you're getting to see things go a certain way, which I'm all in the pause for. Uh, it's just seeing it get announced now. And build up that hype for WrestleMania where they're aiming apparently for 75% kind of attendance. However, tickets keep the ticket sales going online keep getting delayed. So I wonder why. Wait and see. I don't know what the reasoning is behind that, but the, the, the going on sales meant to be announced, they had advertisements planned. It's just not happened. So it's been delayed for some reason. Assumably it's COVID related. You know, this. Worldwide pandemic thing, scarily enough, WWE having their first show with fans, scarily enough there's quite a lot at play here, quite a lot of plates to handle, and uh, hopefully, I don't know, in terms of atmosphere, it'd be nice, really, uh, as a viewer, in reality, it's one of the things where, yeah, it would be nice, but I'm not forgetting the reality of the situation we're in, where... Maybe that amount of people's just a little bit of a jump. <laughs> maybe. Like, yes, Florida has allowed 100% capacity. But being realistic... Like, for example, the stadium uh, operators will not want a lawsuit on their hand. And if they accidentally host a super spreader event, yeah, they're going to be a bit worried. So it kind of makes sense. Like, even though Florida's allowed 100% capacity, that's what... Like, nobody else has actually done it. 
Uh, no one's actually run an event like that in Florida. To like the big stadiums, especially. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Immediately, seventy-five percent sounds a bit too much. Fifty percent was the first number that felt a bit more in line of reasonableness. Uh, we'll wait and see. Uh, but yes, and that's the end of the raw review. I'll be back on Thursday for the NXT review. And also, you can catch me on Twitch as well at the implications with two S's. Uh, I've, I'm currently streaming Yakuza 0. I did Final Fantasy yesterday, but I've really enjoyed myself. <laughs> Yakuza 0 today. Uh, so if you want to go check that out, you can. Uh, also, you follow me on Twitch at the Damn Implicat. That's Damn as in Damn, if I, can, I can't say Implicat. Jesus. And uh, also, the New Japan Cup column that I'm doing with uh, Jeremy Donovan of the Keeping It Strong Style podcast. That is up on the Wrestling Headlines website. I think it's still the most recent column posted. I posted it like early yesterday morning. So that is up and good to read. It's top five matches of the first week of the New Japan Cup. And our, our performer of the week as well. If you want to go check that out. Muchly greatly. Also follow Wrestling Headlines. I've got that stuff on the screen now to finally plug it. Follow Wrestling Headlines. at Russell Headlines. And of course Wrestling Headlines on Facebook as well. Uh, yeah, our Facebook is... yeah. Incredibly active, <laughs> which is great to see. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I'll ever understand Facebook, <laughs> but I do know, um, yeah, a lot of interaction over there, which is, uh, yeah, awesome to see. Anyway, as I set up straight to say goodnight, with that, say thank you for watching, liking, starring, whatever thing you're on, clicking the bell, whatever it is, just engaging in any way, and yeah, hit me up on Twitter or whatever, comment, commenting on the Laws of Pain post itself, whatever it is, uh, thank you, it's, it's not taken lightly. Uh, much appreciated whatever it is and with that I'll see you on Thursday for the NXT review with that I bid you adieu adios Ten.